Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt, and... Who's oh, that's, that's my cue. Oh, that's my cue. I'm sorry. I'm back. I didn't realize it. Uh, my name is Casey. Hello, everyone. Maybe we should it's insert so- like a drum, insert a drum roll or something like that. <laughs> no, I was trying to make I was trying to make them think that I was still gone, but it, it, it clearly did not work. But uh, no, uh, I'm I'm really really happy to be back. Back, Matt. Um, I, I missed it. I listened to both of the shows that you did while I was gone. You can actually probably still hear it on my voice. My voice is still kind of low and kind of groggy because basically I've been teaching nonstop for the past couple of weeks and will continue to do so. Um, but uh, I've been getting out so late that I've not been able to, to come to and, and record with us. So anyway, I was just going to say, I've been listening to the two episodes that you did, the one with your wife, the journey through your movies, which I know you've always talked about, but it was actually fun to kind of hear your adventure through the different movies and the ones that you thought were really fun and the other ones that you kind of had to slog your way through and your wife is hilarious by the way like her her sense of humor she belongs like on monty python or something (laughs) i absolutely love her sense of humor like when she's like no 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 we're not gonna do that we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna show pinocchio like it just was like i just absolutely just died laughing i was driving to work going oh my god this just was the perfect start of my day Yes, that that episode is definitely a window into what life is like in the Brown household. (laughs) And then the Knights of the Old Republic one um, was really good. I'm so glad that your friends were on. I can't remember. Have we had one of them on before or no? Is this their first time? No, they're they're both first timers. I'm sure I've mentioned Thomas and and, and his brother at some point. Yeah. Um, that, that was great. And again, um, you know, being a, a Star Wars kind of, you know, the Skywalker saga fan, you know, for, the, for me to kind of dive deeper into the lore of the Knights of the Republic, I thought that was really good. At one point he did, it was really funny. I think it was Thomas. He, he, he referred to it as coder. And I'm like, what the heck is a coder? <laughs> and I didn't understand. And I'm like, oh, Knights of the Old. And, the, and then I realized that when I logged into our recording platform today that um, you re- you referenced the re- the recording last week as uh, Coder, which I just thought was really, really funny. So um, anyway, uh, you, that was a great – th- the thing that I kept asking was, is it canon? Is that something where it's like uh, uh, the, the, the video game? And then you, I think when you text me back, you said it was Legends. Yeah, it's definitely that's all in the legend stuff. But, you know, James mentioned this. They're starting to bring more of it in. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of priming the pump for something yeah. Old Republic is coming at some point. It's great fertile territory in that you're not interfering with anything that's already set. Like that's the brilliancy of it. It's 4,000 years before you're not interfering with anything and you're able to kind of tell whatever story you really want um so yeah but no great thank you for holding the fort down and thanks for being flexible and listeners i missed you um and i'm, I'm happy to be back um you want to tell them what we're doing today matt yeah well you know we are still i think technically in valentine's day weekend and you know we we did a whole christmas thing and you know we try to hit all of the holidays while christmas is our favorite i, I believe we are still all holiday aficionados. Um, so we thought, what better way to uh, talk about Valentine's Day 
than to talk about the top 10 Disney couples. Yes. And technically, you're hearing this on the 16th, I think, is when this will debut. But we are recording it on the eve of Valentine's Day, much to the chagrin of our significant others, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Nate, Nate just got home from work. I'm like, I got to go record. Bye. Love you. And he's like, where's my dinner? I'm like, um, in the fridge. You can, you can get it there. So that's okay. We have both have tomorrow off. So that that's fine. But yeah, so I, I texted you. I, I had a hard time with this one. I don't know if I was thinking too, 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 um, too much into it. Um, we didn't really set any parameters in terms of what we could pick. So I did kind of interpret Disney as the entire Disney family, meaning Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel. So I have a little bit of um, a little bit of everything in this list. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went with more Disney. I did when you texted me and said I have a little bit of Star Wars. There was there was one couple that I was just on the fence about, and I was like, okay, I can um, I can uh, put in a couple of or a couple that I was on the fence on, and I can put in a couple of uh, couples. There you go. A couple of couples. There you go. Perfect. A couple of couples. So um, we'll go through this. We have not shared our our list with one another at all. Um, so this will be a surprise for each of us and. We'll probably have a couple of couples. <laughs> there we go. A couple of couples <laughs> that uh, that um, that uh, overlap, I would imagine. Would you like to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll kick us off. All so right. at at number ten, I have Ariel and Eric from The Little Mermaid. Interesting. Not even anywhere near my list. Okay. So the the really the only reason I put him in at number ten was I think that. Um, Eric is the first prince to really have like an, a personality. <laughs> I mean, okay. this is also the age of where the Disney princess starts to be more, a little bit self-sufficient though. I would argue Ariel is, is not quite as self-sufficient as some of the other princesses in the area uh, or in the era. But um, you know, Eric's the first guy to not just be hot dude that, princess falls in love with like he has a little bit more of a uh depth to his character and so i put i put them in at number 10 because i th- i think in, in terms of a little bit of a historical sense they have a little bit more of a uh a better relationship uh that sets the groundwork for a lot of disney couples for the future okay i think that's a fair i think that's a fair pick all right all right i like it i like it i'll take it um, I went a little bit more non-traditional. I didn't think of just couples as like romantic couples. I thought of just pairings that have worked well. Uh, so my first pick is actually going to be Buzz and Woody. Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. Even though they're not a romantic couple by any means, they are like truly like best friends throughout the Toy Story franchise. And I thought that they, you know, they they do everything together. If they when they first met each other they they hated one another right woody couldn't stand buzz but over time they got to know one another and realized that um you know what they they can enhance each other's lives and and as such they went through four movies and really you know as we got through the end of number four you see that relationship kind of you know buzz goes off in one direction and, and woody goes off in another direction which sometimes happens when you have um couples whether they're friends or brothers and sisters or or um again significant others so number 10 for me was buzz and woody nice i had them in my honorable mentions because uh, like you i didn't necessarily while a lot of mine are romantic couples i i didn't necessarily take it i agree with you as 
a it had to be romantic that love can be um you know between friends or brothers or sisters or whatever and so i i, I like that pick I, I i respect it very good all right so i guess uh we're snake drafting right might as well so, you can continue with number nine all right so my number nine is um sally and lightning mcqueen sally and lightning mcqueen from cars oh. so i like this pick first of all i'm not a huge fan of the cars franchise don't tell my brother he's coming on on the, on the next episode I'm not a huge fan of the Cars episode, uh, franchise, but there is no mistaking that the the connection that the two of them form in the original Cars movie is a lot has a lot to do with with the heart or the way the way the change of Lightning McQueen's heart and how he begins to see the world. And while it doesn't really blossom into I don't think anything romantic per se, you know, they are lifelong friends and he, she definitely has a, a pull on, on what lightning becomes and, and really what carries him into cars three, you know, with the new generation and, and everything that we saw kind of with his story arc over the years. So I think for that reason, um, you know, again, they start off not liking one another at all and it blossoms into a very significant partner partnership, which I think is a, um, you know, is a, is a telltale sign of just a great couple. Yeah. I actually did not even think of that couple. So <laughs> not <laughs> even right. on my radar. I, I, I think cause um, I, I just, that's not a couple that I, when you think of Disney couples, it's just not one that I think of. And so I just, I, I, I had my list and, you know, kind of with this in preparation for this, once I get my list, I kind of stop thinking. And so mm-hmm. inevitably what that means is when we record, you hit one that I go, oh, how did I forget that one? But yeah. in this case, I, yeah, I just, I'm not even on the radar. So totally forgot about him. All right. What is your number nine? Well, we're going to stick in the Pixar universe and I have Wally and Eva from the movie uh, Wally. I completely forgot about Wally and Eve. Huh. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I honestly did until I was like, man, I need one more. And then uh, they kind of fit in. And then that's when I started rearranging. Um, it, this is just um, a really cute movie. What Episode four, we talked about Wally, if I'm not mistaken. So this it was, was an, way back when. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, you were trying to get me to watch it kind of. And yeah. yeah. An OG episode. Am I using that right? <laughs> I think so, old man. I think so. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Very good. I think um, it's a good one. It's so cute too. The way that the, yeah. the way that he kind of falls for her in whatever way a ro- robot can, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a cute story where he like takes care of her and um, like again like it's a a robot love, but um, it's cute. Like it's it's a really cute uh, kind of kind of love that they have, and and so I wanted to throw them in on this one. Beautiful. Um, do I do? I can't remember. Do I do my number eight now, or do you do? No, I do my. We're it's a we're in the snake, so I'm, I'm at number eight. Your eight now. That's right. Sorry. I'm, I'm in, a Pixar, a I'm in a Pixar mood. Um, so right. I have um, Carl and Ellie uh, from the movie Up. All right. I've never seen the movie. So I, it was, I, know, I knew of them, but I've still never seen Up. So for me, it, it, that was a hard, you know, I wouldn't have known. The, the first 10 minutes of Up is one of the most powerful storytelling pieces that Pixar has ever done. I've heard. Um, I mean, the rest of the movie is great too. Don't like, I don't, I don't want to discount the rest of the movie. There's a lot of great things, but the masterpiece that Pixar does 
um, in the first 10 minutes. The fact that Ellie is even a character that really resonates with people. She's really only in the first 10 minutes of that movie and she continues to resonate. And um, it, 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 that, that whole relationship and how, you know, obviously while, while Ellie is not there, her, influences seen throughout the movie in that in, in Carl and uh it's 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 truly beautiful of of that relationship and it's one that you know so many disney couples we see in their you know in their prime almost you know 20s 30s 40s like uh-huh. and and Carl and Ellie we get to see like what a long marriage and long relationship looks like and it, it's it's really really sweet you should definitely check out up at some point but be prepared for to to just get real emotional in that first 10 minutes holy I do cow it's celebrating its 10 year anniversary this year if i'm not mistaken correct uh i want to say hmm, when was up hang on up. Know, this is right one of the easiest it's things to google up. ever yeah disney's up uh 2009, 2009. Yeah. 11 years at this or 12 years at this point so okay all right well, my number eight comes from one of my personal favorite um, two-parter movies, and that is the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope Von Sweet from Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, another one. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. <laughs> it is. And again, it's a non-traditional couple. They're not, you know, they're not romantic by any means. But I almost view that as kind of like a big brother, big sister kind of relationship. You know, Vanellope, you know, views Ralph as, as her hero. You know, of course, she, she gives him the, the medal. And then, of course, when you get to Ralph Breaks the Internet, she wants to go and explore. She's grown up and wants to see what this Internet thing's all about. And Ralph is content living the life that he has. But the two of them have always had that, like, brotherly, sisterly bond. And, again, I think um, it's just a, it's just a really sweet connection that the two of them have. He's looking out for her. And, you know, it's overt that he's looking out for her. But she's looking out for him just as much. It's just not as overt. And I think yeah. that makes a great relationship. I think one of the, the hallmarks of the modern Disney film, you know, really starting with frozen is that they have shown that relationships that are based in love do not have to be romantic. Correct. That, um, you know, you've got um, um, Elsa and Anna being sisters. You've got Ralph and Vanellope having like that brother sister relationship. You've got Moana and Maui having like that mentor mentee relationship that there's yeah, Coco. There's I mean, Coco, too. Yeah. Like, there, really, there was no romantic relationship with Coco. It was about the family bond. Yeah. No. So they, they've done a really nice job, I think, in in the last, you know, five, six, seven years of not just having a hey, a love story is at the center. And not that there isn't romantic love, and that's still important, but that love can also come from many other outlets. And I think that's a really a positive thing uh, that Absolutely. that Disney is doing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Love, is, love comes in so many forms. It does not have to be romantic love, uh, which actually is a great segue into my number seven pick, which I, I guarantee you is probably on your list. And that is the Elsa and Anna couple. Uh, Elsa and Anna, the sisterly love. Is it on your list? Yes, it is. That's at number five for me. All right. All right. So a little bit further down for you, a little bit further up on mine. Um, and you, I think you just said it best. I don't really think there's a whole lot more to say there. The, the relationship between Elsa and Anna is of sisterly love. And when they talk about true love, you know, uh, Anna is able or Elsa is able to break 
the 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 cold heart that that she ultimately has because of the sisterly love that they have you know so i just ultimately i think like you said it kind of began with frozen and kind of has continued into the modern era of you know of the 2010s where disney is really trying to break that stereotype of oh i'm a princess in distress where's my prince at um and i know and 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 being somebody who is in the lgbt community right now i will tell you there is a gigantic gigantic push for disney at some point to finally have lgbt representation in a prince or a princess um elsa kind of has been kind of the secret like okay is she you know she doesn't have a romantic relationship where anna does you know but of course then she kind of went off to play the 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 final spirit in and frozen too but we you know someone someone in the lgbt lgbtq community we would like to see someone who represents love that's not just a typical heterosexual couple and um you know that would be awesome if disney could do that but we don't know if they'll ever do it. <laughs> I'll I'll bet it'll come at some point. I I bet it's only a matter of time. But um, you know, it's it's it's. I I don't know. Like I I agree with you. I, I'm. It's tough. It's, I mean, it's I, you know it's easy for us because we get it, we understand it. But I also understand Disney's position too, which is, you know, they they've got a huge target base, and it's like how do they how do they balance that? And you know, if if they put it out there, they're going to get a lot of flack from it um un, un, unjustifiably and and um you know hopefully the tide turns at some point on it <laughs> yeah i'm here yeah all right what is your number seven my friend number seven i must have been in a pixar mood oh because my um, three in a row for um, you yeah three in a row for me um pixar must have some great couples um i actually have mr and mrs incredible so um ah, nice I, nice i think that they give the most realistic version of what marriage can sometimes be yep. that, you know, you see in, in the first movie that their marriage is not going so well <laughs> and, you know, they work through it and, and, and work through it for the first and first movie. And then in the second movie, you see, you know, the sw- swapping gender roles where Helen goes off to do the hero work and and Bob stays home. And I I think there's, and that's something that I know I personally have resonated with is I have been, you know, stay at home dad and my wife has gone off to work. And so I, I, some of it is, I think just a personal connection. Um, But I think that it, it gives a very realistic look at Hey, you know, the rest of these Disney movies, it's like, oh, they fall in love and they live happily ever after. And this movie kind of gives a glimpse into what happens after that, like initial hit and that, you know, marriage can be hard and but working through it is worth it. Mm-hmm. I think you hit the uh, the nail on the head there, my friend. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm up with number six, correct? That is correct. Number six. All right. So number six, I actually had, so my number five was Elsa and Anna, but number six, I put um, Anna and Kristoff in there. Ah, I, okay. Okay. I especially liked what they did with their relationship in two, where Kristoff is the one that sings the song about uh, his feelings and how he's feeling lost without you. And and that stereotypically I feel like would be the song that the woman character would sing. And then his whole, like he, he 
he jumps in with and rescues Anna from all the rock giants. And then is just like, what do you need? How can I help? And, you know, doesn't just try to fix it himself, but, you know, defers to her of how, how can I help? And I think that that relationship is really nice. And then in, in turn, at the end of frozen two, when they're looking really, really nice for, for the coronation and Anna says, you know, uh, you know, you guys got all dressed up for me. And Kristoff says, you have one hour of this. And, <laughs> and I love that he doesn't change into this, like, oh, I'm a proper prince now. Like, he's still the same old kind of, like, raised by trolls, rugged yeah. guy. And Anna still is is 100% on board with that and just kind of lets him be who he's going to be. And um, and I, 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 I like how that re- that modern romantic relationship is portrayed. You know, we've talked a lot about how modern Disney has portrayed non-romantic relationships, which, again, we said is a great thing. But I also love that they're portraying their romantic relationships a little bit differently than they have in the past. Yeah, I agree. And again, it's it's the they're trying to kick the stereotype of the woman in the relationship needs to the man to rescue her by any means. When you look at Anna and Kristoff's relationship, that's not the case at all. <laughs> not at all. So, um, okay. My number six, despite the fact that I'm not a fan of the movie myself, there is no mistaking that lady and the tramp, uh, lady and tramp, uh, would make this list. Um, is he, is he on your, are they on your list? Honorable mention for me. Okay. Um, and again, I haven't seen this movie in ages and I've not seen the live action, so I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to, there is no more iconic scene in cinematic animated history than the scene when they're both got the the spaghetti between the two of them. And it's been played more often than not. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been replicated or duplicated or parodied. Um, and every year around Valentine's Day, you know this, um, for, for at the at the Disney store, Lady and the Tramp merchandise always comes out in that like late December through early March period for for Valentine's Day. And um, of course, they made the live action for Disney Plus. But I think that the relationship there, this I think is actually the first romantic relationship I've got on my list um, between the two of them. So, and again, it's kind of that. I don't know romeo and juliet two two different you know two different social worlds i guess that meet and they fall in love so i think for that reason it needs to be on this list yeah i definitely had him on the honorable mentions um i i, I think i am just not at, it, it, you're right that that scene is just absolutely icon- iconic like uh, i mean the the idea of whether you even if you haven't done it with spaghetti, you've done it with a Twizzler or a fruit roll up or, yep. you know, some kind of long uh, uh, food that you can meet in the middle and and kiss. And it's it's hilarious. So, yep. yeah, definitely an iconic scene. But I, I think I just strayed away from it because I, I, I think I focus more on the characters rather than necessarily moments. That's OK. That's OK. Well, this brings me to my number five. And this is the first time that I'm venturing outside of Disney or Pixar land and moving into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you cannot have a top 10 Disney couple list um, without talking about Captain America and Peggy Carter. Um, that the that relationship, it, it, you know, it's funny because in this spot, I almost put Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. And then I said, nope, pulling that back. Because when you look, and we covered this when we did the Infinity Saga series all the way back in October and November, 
when you look at that 23 movie arc from Captain America all the way to Endgame, that relationship between Cap and Peggy Carter spans uh, 80 years or so. With, A and, long and, time. Yeah, and and he's always remembering his relationship. He finally gets to go back in time and decides not to come back to present day um, and, and gets to live it out with Peggy Carter. And, it's, it, and if you think about it, it's how the entire Infinity Saga series begins and how the entire Infinity Saga series ends. I mean, it's ultimately how Endgame ended. So for that reason, I think of the entire MCU, there are tons of, we could probably do a top 10 MCU couples, but of the MCU, I truly believe the most iconic relationship is of Cap and Peggy Carter. So um, I had them at number four, and I'm just going to say ditto. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Rewind that back and imagine that I'm saying it, and that's what I would say. (laughs) All right. Very good. So wait a second. So we've knocked out your number five and your number four now, right? Yeah. So my number five being Elsa Nana. And then, yeah, number four, like, again, same exact reason that you had uh, uh, Captain America and Peggy Carter. I, I think that Peggy Carter's a criminally underrated character. Her miniseries, if you have not checked out, I believe it's on Disney Plus. Agent Carter, they did one or two seasons of a miniseries on ABC, actually. I think it was three. Wasn't it three seasons? Yeah, it might have been three. It, it was good. It like was It was really, really good. I know. I, I watched a couple episodes. This was before I really got hardcore into MCU, but I, I know, I think, I think it was three seasons. And I'm also excited for her Marvel. What if episode, this is mm-hmm. a animated series coming out in a couple a year or two that mm-hmm. looks at, you know, what if, and the, what if that they've kind of revealed is what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum. And I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, what if scenario. All right. I'm going to give my number four since we've already got your number four out of the way. Um, I'm also stepping out of the Disney and Pixar universe with this one and going into the Star Wars universe with this one. Um, I thought long and hard about this. And at first I was like, oh, I'll just put Han and Leia. I'm like, nope, nope. That's not the most important relationship in the Star Wars series uh, universe in my mind. I honestly believe the number one most important relationship that took place in the Star Wars universe was that between Anakin and Padme. Because without that relationship, none of this would exist. None of what we experienced from episodes one through nine, including Hans, including Solo, including Rogue One, including all your beloved cartoons, none of that would exist if the relationship between uh, Padme and Anakin did not develop and Anakin developed an attachment to her and then ultimately developed fear of losing her, which then led to hate, which then led to the dark side, which then led to these crazy wars and everything that we have going on now that being said palpentine could have still orchestrated but again vader played a huge part in what we saw over that night or that 11 uh, movie arc so i think for that reason the relationship that we saw there between the two of them was was strong and not just anakin's attachment to padme padme's attachment to anakin was strong enough that you know she you know gets on board uh, the the craft with Obi Wan Kenobi to get to Mustafar to say, look, there's good in him. I know it's there. And then it's just in the moment when she, when 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 she realizes that he's slipping away, that that he realizes that or he thinks that Obi Wan turned him turned her against him. And I, I just think that's such a 
it's such a powerful love story in so many ways that it had to be on this list. I, I pretty much don't even need to be here. Uh, <laughs> Why was this on your list too? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like savings, like reasons, you even got my plug in for the animated series. Like, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing here? I had some catch up to do, man. I've been off for two episodes. What are you talking about? I, oh, what, I, I you it, number, number two? I, I had him at number three and I, I, okay. I put him in there. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I put him in there. Definitely. Um, for all the reasons that you stated, like hugely important, um, to the Star Wars saga. Um, but but then I, I definitely was like, oh, and I can keep the running gag going of why you should watch the cartoon. So <laughs> I'm keeping that gag going, viewers. You're going to keep me keep me here and talking about it. So yeah, I, I mean, just it. just absolutely iconic. And, and same thought process that you had that like, it seems like the default would be like, oh, it's got to be Luke and Leia here or uh, not Luke and Leia, um, Han and Leia. Um, and, and I think that maybe is the most like, like, quick hit like oh yeah the couple in star wars is han and leia but I, I i think upon further review you realize the the couple that has more of the impact is anakin and padme now for an honorable mention real quick for the star wars that the other power couple that i was going to throw in there was poe and finn because we all know there was some major bromance language going on between the two of them and there was a lot of speculation from fans out there that the two of them might have actually had a romantic relationship, even though it was never confirmed. So just throwing that out there, that could have been the honorable mention was was Poe, Damron, and Finn. Could you do a C-3PO, R2-D2? And, oh, would there that you work? go. Yeah, I could. I could, that, that would. I, I love that. That's that, Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, you already had your number three, so I guess I got to do my number three now. Okay. I, I got, I'm making you work, list, Casey. This is on your list. I, well, I don't think it's going to be on your list because you just watched this movie for the first time this year. Um, I've got to get, I've got to get patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, <laughs> patty cake, patty cake, patty cake. I got to get Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit in there. Talk about a Disney power couple. Oh my God. What do you see in him, Jessica? He makes me laugh. Like, come on. Like that is humor. Not one of the reasons why you fall in love with someone and and the the two of them absolutely have they don't look like they have anything in common yet you can see that they are absolutely in love and no disney couple list would be complete without those two on there um i actually did have them on my honorable mentions list all right but i had some other they had some other people i wanted to put in and i was like i'm sure casey has this on the list so we'll guarantee (laughs) talk about them (laughs) well very good okay what's your number two my number two um, is a little bit of, I, I recognize this is very personal bias because these are two of my favorite characters. If you go into my top 10 Disney characters and that is Rapunzel and Flynn Rider or Eugene Fitzherbert, if you okay. prefer. Um, notice, I, 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 I did not put any Disney princesses on my list. Interesting. Uh, my top two are actually Disney princesses. So oh, uh, okay. Little tease there. Um, um, I so I I really like um, both of these characters individually, and I think what I like about them is the same reason why I like the Anna and Kristoff relationship is it doesn't feel like Rapunzel tries to change him and vice versa that mm-hmm. they coexist as their 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 own person, but then complement each other very very well. And, um, just the, the, I, I, I like that dynamic in the relationship. And, um, so for that reason, 
they're number two. And I, I totally recognize that it's because I have a personal love for both of these characters that that is why I put them so high. Well, it's funny. I When I was looking at my list and I thought about doing Disney princesses, but the thing that I had the issue with was it's like, if I get one on the list, I got to get them all on the list. But the one that I think I would have had over others would have been Rapunzel and Flynn um, because of much the same reason you outlined the dynamic of the relationship they had. So. Um, okay, my number two, uh, which apparently if your number one's a princess, I'm shocked you don't have this couple on your list, is that of Simba and Nala. Simba and Nala from the line. Ah. Um, because, again, it's one of those things where they're, it's kind of preordained that they're supposed to be together. Um, obviously, Scar ruins that plan. You know, uh, uh, Simba runs off. But, you know, Nala goes and searching for him and then ultimately they fall in love as, you know, not only were they supposed to as ultimately how it would work out. But I think what I like about this relationship is that in a lot of ways, I think even before we see that equal playing field of the 2000s with the women, the women taking charge, I think in a lot of ways, Simba they're not Simba. Nala um, takes charge in this relationship and says, look, I'm going to go find help. Like that. This is, you know, before she be not even realizing that, that Simba's out there. She's like, I'm going to go find out. I'm not going to wait for us to die. I'm going to go find help and see what we can do. And then literally says, look, Simba, you've got to come back. You've got to take this throne because if you don't, the pride lands are gone. And I think that relationship, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, Simba loses his father in a lot of ways, the relationship with, with Nala is the natural progression of a child moving away from his parents into the relationship with a, another adult in their life and, and some, a significant other. So I think that's a really powerful relationship between the two of them. I must have not been thinking animals, like because Lady and the not. Tramp. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I maybe was just not thinking of animals when I was doing this list. Um, but I mean, great, great pick for number one. I mean, Lion King is clearly a powerhouse movie and that relationship between Simba and Nala is one that is at the centerpiece of it. Um, and I, and I think that that really does, um, that is a big part of Simba's coming back home. Um, and I mean, can you feel the love tonight is one of the most recognizable romantic songs. Uh, that was actually sung at my wedding as a pseudo joke. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Um, What's your number one? Uh, my number one is, Tiana and Naveen. Ah, okay. All right. So similar to Rapunzel and Flynn, I I think these two complement each other very, very well that, you know, Tiana is this hardworking, all business, no fun. Naveen is exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. And throughout the movie, you see them teach each other that, Hey, hard work can be really rewarding and even more rewarding than just having fun. And then Tiana learns uh, that, okay, hard work is really rewarding, but if you're not having fun, what's the, what, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And so I, I really love that they, each of them, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't want to say they change the other person because that's a horrible thing to do in a relationship. Welcome to Matt's relationship corner. <laughs> uh, don't try to change someone in a relationship. You're not going to do it. Um, I mean, that's not to say that you can't force someone to improve on something. Like I, I feel like I have improved as a person since I have dated my wife. And I think maybe that's the best way to describe this relationship that each of these people were really awesome people. 
and then they improved in this relationship. And and I, I think maybe in this top 10, I was in a Disney princess mindset. And, uh, you know, I looked at the early princesses of like Snow White and Cinderella and uh, Sleeping Beauty and went, I, I just, the, the, okay, the princess is maybe interesting, but the couple is not. Mm-hmm. And then even couples like Belle and Beast, like I thought about putting in there, but just like they just didn't quite I, I, I don't know. It just didn't quite feel like a top 10 to me. But I felt like in terms of like the princesses, this relationship felt and, and this couple felt like the most, uh, um, I guess, interesting of how they their character development is so tied to each other. That's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. I I just was not in that Disney princess mindset. I was like, it's just if you're gonna pick one, it's it's hard to just pick one versus pick all of them. And at that point, it becomes a Disney princess list. Um, okay, I am shocked that my number one is not on your list anywhere. Like, like the the most obvious couple of all is Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. That's my number one. Um, I, am just, I'm shocked. And again, it could just be because you weren't thinking animals. Yeah. Um, it, it, but, it, that was totally a mindset thing. I, I okay. like that absolutely should be on my list. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm really shocked that like Mickey or Minnie or Daisy and Donald or, you know, Goofy and, and, and Clarabelle, like any of them, but like Mickey and Minnie for sure. I'm like, okay, it's gotta be on his list at some point, but, um, yeah, Mickey and Minnie's on my list. Um, I, I don't, they're not officially married they are boyfriend girlfriend but i think it depends on the canon so i think from what i've heard i think it's in the parks they're married but in the cartoons they're dating i think it's there's a there's actually a disney official canon on this and i i I can't remember i might have it reversed it might be in the in the cartoons they're married no in the cartoons they're dating and in the parks they're married so this sounds it, like a high school relationship or like, well, you know, we're on on Fridays and then we take weekends. <laughs> like, <laughs> But there is My no goodness. mistake. I mean, from a Disney perspective, they are the original power couple and everything. As as uh, Walt Disney says, I'm looking at the quote right now. I hope we don't lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. I'm going to amend that slightly and say it was all started by mice. And that would be Mickey, <laughs> of course. So. Um, but anyway, that is our top 10. I don't think we had a lot of, we had a couple crossovers, but not a ton. Um, I think that turned out pretty good. That was a pretty good list. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think it's closing time, Matt. Yes. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that. Uh, email us beers and ears, 1928 at gmail.com. Uh, you can join up on our Facebook group, uh, Beers and Ears Podcast. Got some new members this week, so con- welcome to those people. Woohoo! Um, yeah, they come out of nowhere. Did you invite them, or are they just people who found our pod? Uh, they might have been. I mean, with anytime we have more guests, like with my wife and with Thomas and James, it might have been people in their circles. So, um, you know, as we bring on guests, we open up new circles of people that Beautiful. may have no idea that our podcast yeah. exists. Yeah, so. like four or five of them joined. I was really excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome, everybody. Um, Twitter and Instagram at beers years, 1928. Um, um, and, uh, what am I forgetting? Oh, right. Rate and review us, uh, subscribe five stars, five stars, write a little review, um, um, that really helps us out and happy Valentine's day. I know it's a little bit late, but still hope you had a wonderful time with whether it is your, 
uh, romantic partner or whether it is your just, you know, brother or sister or friend or yourself, you decide to treat yourself. You know what? You deserve it to love on yourself. There it is. I love it. All right. Let's raise our glasses, everybody. This episode has been on us. Thank you for being one of our listeners. We truly appreciate you. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.